Praise the Lord. We today get to look at a question that keeps coming up. People are wanting to know how are we able to build a team and to be able to keep in contact with others. We've been looking at communication. We looked at the different ways that we can communicate. We looked at why we should communicate and how um, unable we are to do all the things that God would have us to do and our need to work together as a team to leverage our weaknesses, leverage to, to be able to do more of our strengths and to be able to cooperate with each other so that we can complement one another's gifts and talents. And in doing this, people are, are uh, how, how many of you are feeling like you are starting to talk to more people than you have ever been used to before? It's like, okay, praise the Lord. Lots of hands going up. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome morning. to Savannah. Glad you could join us. Uh, so we, we're finding that we are talking to more people than before, but sometimes that starts to get to a point where we're like, uh, can be kind of overwhelming. We're like, how do you maintain these relationships? How do you maintain these conversations? Um, so these are some of the things that we're going to be looking at today is how do we... Um, be consistent with the relationships that we are building because leadership is the skill of influence and that means that we can develop this skill just like any other skill and that also means that in order to have influence with people we have to have relationships and we saw friendship requires frequency so how can we be frequent with more people um, and that is that's a question that's been on, on people's that's a minds. Good question. Yes. Uh, you guys want to know how to be frequent with more people? Amen. Yes. And, and the beautiful thing is we don't have to choose between having deep relationships or having wide relationships with many people. We can actually have very deep relationships with, uh, many with many people and meaningful, significant relationships with each other. Uh, so what... Uh, the, the first thing that um, I want to do a little bit of review, um, there are, uh, when, when dealing with relationships with people, we can look at this, the focus funnel, uh, who remembers what, what the first three steps are as part of the focus funnel? Eliminate, automate, and delegate? Yes. So we got eliminate, we have automate, and delegate. So that right there, once we put our focus through these, it's going to make a big difference. There are some, there are some relationships, there are some interactions that we have with people that are really just sucking up a lot of our time and by saying yes to this we're saying no to um, a host of others uh, that who would be open and willing and thirsty and who want to participate that's like where um, if you go over to Luke chapter 14 Luke 14 and verse 20 um, 26 Can I get a volunteer to re read this for us? Luke 14, 26. Luke 14, 26, right? Yes. 
for it. I got it. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his life and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And what about uh, the next verse? And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So God is talking about a sacrifice, right? He's talking about this elimination. Um, it, it's it's actually saying like hating your father, your mother, your brother, your children, rather. Like this is a really strong language. What does that mean for God just like saying like we should hate our family or some of these people for Christ's sake? Otherwise, we can't be a disciple of Christ. I think maybe a lot of our families simple in nature, and they just keep bringing us down. And in order for us to let go of them, you know, we hate the sin so much that we're willing to let them go. Maybe. Okay. Uh, they can distract you. Like if we just think we have like it's just our family, our family, our family. Um, that's like they distract us from our calling you know put God first in your family second God first family second yeah yeah what are you thinking um, I'm just listening these are all good what if we go over to um, what if we go to <coughs> Let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 29. <clears throat> Mark 10, 29 is a very relevant verse relating to this that is really eye-opening. Mark 10, 29. You want to read? Sure. 29 through 30. Okay. It says, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospels. The gospel's sake? Yeah. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. <laughs> oh my goodness, and then persecutions. With persecutions. Praise the Lord. That, that is, uh, with persecutions is how Luke said, and take up my cross, take up your cross and follow me. So the persecutions, the hardships, the trials, the disagreements, like this is all part of, of being a disciple of Christ. If they hated Jesus, they're gonna hate us too. So we see this one where it, it doesn't say hate your family, it says what? Forsake them. <clears throat> to leave them. Who has left their house or forsake them, yes. So there are, in other words, there are some relationships that pull and distract that uh, take us away from uh, doing what God has called us to do. And I see a, a big problem that people go through is they spend way too much time with so few people, and the few people they're spending the majority of their time with, don't even want it. they're not interested, they're not thirsty, they're not wanting, they're not ready. And, we, and it's really scary because sometimes we think like, wow, it's like, and what I'm suggesting is sometimes we have to audit our friends. Because some of the friends that we have are actually dragging us down and being a poor influence on us and is, uh, is actually causing us harm 
to not only ourselves, but also the impact that we can have in the world. Um, Jesus said that a prophet is without honor in their own country, except in their own, uh, I mean, in their own, in their own family and among their own mm. kindred. So a lot of times we think that like we have to, like, we have to, like if we can't win our family, how are we ever going to be able to win the world? And to a degree, there's some truth there. But look at Jesus. He was not accepted by his brothers. His family rejected his messiahship and made it very difficult for him. That's why while he was preaching the gospel, people were, uh, his brothers were saying like, hey, go tell Jesus that his mother and his brother are out there. And he was trying to pull them away from the work that God was doing. But Jesus turned and he said, who is my brother? Who is my mother? But they that do the will of my father. And he points to his disciples and says, behold, my mother and brother indeed. So you can see that what makes us family is those who are doing the will of God. Amen. Yes, Tina, you want to say something? Uh, I was just going to ask, like, what do, you, what do you mean by audit your friends? Like, do you mean, like, automate your friends? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> well, what does it mean to audit your finances? Go ahead. That means to take track, you know, take note of um, how it's working for you. To audit it to see how it's working, if it's working or not. So if you if you go back to like uh, what we were reading in Luke 14, right after Jesus said that we should uh, we should hate our father and mother and brother, mm -hmm. and then the very next verse you stopped at 27, but if we read 14:28, it says, "For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and what? Count the cost. Counteth the cost, whether he has sufficient." to finish it. So that counting of the cost is auditing your finances. It's going through your finances and seeing what is, what are the leaks in your financial boat? What is stealing money from you and trickling away? Or what are things that are helping? What are things that are hurting? And what are things that you need to um, readjust? Maybe some insurance or some payments or bills. What are things that you need to just cut off entirely? So auditing is basically looking at the relationships and seeing like, which ones can I actually contribute? Am I really helping these individuals, or am I, am I pulling from them? So that's that's one of the steps. Uh, if we if we uh, if we work with the people that are willing, uh, you will get so much further um, in helping them along the way. Um, but that that's I don't want to go too much into that. Um, but some of them too is. Um, like automate. So the next step is to automate. What are some ways that we can, um, what allows us to automate things? System. Systems. Yeah, you're right. Systems. So should we have a system for follow-up? Uh, yeah. Should we have a system for having conversations with people? What are the types of things that we can automate um, in developing relationships with people? Time you spend with them, the date that you spend with them, uh, what you share with them. So you're saying that the time that we spend, uh -huh. the dates, and what was this next one? Mm, okay. <coughs> On the information you give to them. Share with them information, okay. Or what you talk about, I guess. 
So I mean, you guys are thinking, how do you automate the time that you spend with them? Uh, the, the true, is there anything else that, that we could automate with uh, our relationships with people? And how about like, how ahead. about like social media and that kind of stuff? Like, if you post something on like your story or something, is that kind of like the same thing? Because it's not, it's like leverage or like you're doing more than one. It's not that you're like talking to the person individually, but yet they kind of feel like it is individually. I know like my friend, um, one of my friends, she says, I like it when you post in your story. It keeps me up to date to like what you are doing. Like we don't have to talk every day, but it keeps me up to date like what you're doing. Yeah. That's nice. That's a really powerful thing. So I'll call that publishing because the word pu post and publish are the exact same words or synonyms when you look at the definition. And that's so true. Would it not be like uh, posting on your, your story is a powerful way to automate and to leverage these tools that by having one conversation doing it one time you are actually um, greatly expanding your reach your influence your ability to stay relevant in people's lives friendship requires frequency so basically by creating content by publishing um, simple testimonies or publishing what we're doing or where we're going or why we're doing it uh, publishing that like I see many of you many of you who are here um, on discord I've been seeing that these uh, photos that Susie's designed for the small groups you've been posting those on your social media I'm seeing them all over and people are responding I remember one lady who I was like hey did you know we're having a small group today and she's like yes I know I see it all <laughs> over Instagram and I'm like praise the Lord that's good but um, <laughs> And I didn't even post it that day. Uh, but uh, that's the beauty where it's like, um, the Lord gave his word and great was the army that published it. So yeah, publishing there. So uh, one way that we can automate the time is sometimes when we speak to people, like for me, I, uh, you may or may not realize, but I, I can't stay on phone calls. I really do not want to be on the phone with people because I'm a talker, like verbal communication is one of the things that I just like, I do a lot. And so when I get on a phone call, it's hard for me to get off. And um, so especially if I haven't talked to someone for a long time, then when you get on the phone, don't you notice that you usually have like an hour, hour and a half phone calls? Mm -hmm. So, and, and then you're, and then because you took so long on that phone call and you're like, man, every time I talk to this person, it's an hour and a half. Then you're like, I don't know if I want to talk to them so much. Or you start to feel reluctant about the next phone call that you're going to make because every time you make them, it just takes so much time. Or you think you're going to call them and talk to them, but you never really carve out enough time to do that. Yeah. So they fall away. Yeah. So I, I would suggest, I would submit to you that it's because of the inefficiency or because of the length of how much that takes. Really, the reason why we talk so long oftentimes with the people we haven't talked to is because of how much time we've allowed to be spaced in between our calls. And if you actually were more frequent in your relationship with them, it wouldn't take you much time um, to catch up. So again, we see a case for consistency and a case for frequency in our interactions with each other. Yes. Another way you can systemize time is by um, events. You talk about one event when it's already over. What do you mean? Like, like, um, we have an event coming up in October, 
on in December we're not going to be talking about that event. Now's the time to talk about that event. Okay, so like having different seasons? Yeah. Yeah, so with the time, what I was sharing with that is in, in my schedule what I do is um, after lunch I go on a digestion walk and um, while, while I'm exercising and doing that, I've allotted 3 o'clock every day for a half an hour, that's my time to make phone calls. If people need to talk to me, then these are the times where I funnel all of my phone calls into that slot. And if someone needs to talk, they're like, when can you talk? Well, three o'clock today, so I can't do it. Okay, three o'clock tomorrow, can't do it. Three o'clock the next day, all right, I could do that. It's like, okay, great, let's talk three o'clock, three days. And that works very well. So when you have a system for what times of the day or what activities do you do, that you can just integrate a phone call and where you're not just stop doing nothing and you're just on the phone, try to incorporate where you can you could be doing multiple things at once. That's called synergy. Yeah. Accomplishing two things at once. Um, and then and then uh, dates too, like when you have scheduled times where, like this right here, this is a, um, the leadership table we realize in order to have an organization that is developing leaders, we need to have a place where leaders can grow, a place where leaders can come together, where they could rise to the top, kind of like the cream of the crop, where the people who show up to this leadership table here that we're doing right now, these are the people that you could see, like they're raising their hand, they're saying, hey, here I am, Lord, send me, I want to grow, I want to develop, and uh, realizing that this is the place to be around other leaders who are leading and solving real problems during the week. Um, so in order to do that, we had to create a space where leadership can be discussed and where we can have an open invitation for others to grow and to develop together. Um, and so we have a date. Every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we get together and we discuss how we can grow and develop as leaders. Um, and so that's a date, that's a way that you can continue to develop relationships with people. And, and another thing too is as you have friends or leaders that you're developing, this is a resource. This is a resource that you're able to bring people to. What is something that we, what kind of system do we talk about often here as far as like tr information and training people? Um, the Direction from God program. And then we have the hubs, too. The drip system. The drip system, yes. Now, uh, this is a concept that I learned from Sister Kathy. Uh, it was very eye-opening. Um, who, who would like to share with us what a drip system is, or like in, the, in this context? Go for it, Tina. <laughs> I can. Oh, so what a drip system is, or where it originally came from, is like from a garden. Um, like those who have had a garden before or know something about gardening know that you have to water it consistently in order for it to grow, right? So. And what happens to the plant if you don't water it? Uh, they wither and die. Just like our relationships. Exactly. So if we're not being consistent, then they're going to um, wither away and die. But what a drip system is, it allows people to like, like you have a system um, of like watering watering that you like put in you so you put in some effort in like putting the, the in the drip system but it like it like waters them at a scheduled time so even like this leadership table is a drip system because like it's consistent we have it every every Monday um, 
Yeah, so it's like a And what does the water represent? The water represents the word. Ephesians 5.26, that you may sanctify and wash the church by the washing of the water by the word. Yeah. So words, information, training, education, <laughs> these are the types of things that we, when we're developing relationships, we want to help people uh, by sharing within the Word of God. We want to help them add value to their lives by giving them concepts or, or uh, share with them information that can transform their experience when, and solve problems that they're facing. So one thing that I would encourage everyone, and this is, this is a system that I do with everybody that I come in contact with, fundamentally, if there's something you can get, Fundamentally, I'm thinking in terms of drip systems. What is a, when I meet someone, I'm thinking, what is a drip system I could connect this individual to so they could be continually fed without me? And some of these drip systems are, uh, they could be like a YouTube channel. And it could be a, um, it could be this leadership table. If you're developing leaders, whether that's through your small groups or whether that's through a ministry that you have, if you're developing people around you and you're saying, and you're realizing a greater need for leaders and that on your team, the more leaders you have, the more that can improve, invite them to this leadership table. It's a drip system for you, no matter what organization you're a part of, you can learn and gain skills that would tremendously help you along your leadership journey. Tina? Uh, I was just gonna give an example, or like the small groups, too is a drip system yes like um my i invited my mom and my sister to the small groups and my sister was saying that it's it's a real blessing because you know we don't get to talk all that often but this is um but this is a time where we can like they can see what i'm doing for so long, um and they it's like not um yeah they can see what i'm doing and they can like connect connect with me through the small group, even though it's not like a one-on-one, but they still, like, it's a really good opportunity to connect. But the small groups yeah. are like one-on-one, that's why they're small. Mm -hmm. They're, yeah, they're very, they're very personal. They're very, it's yes. an opportunity to fellowship and do something together and you have that connection. Emphasis on the small. Yeah. So when you're, when you're thinking, when you're talking about someone, you want to continue to build a relationship, you, that's automating the time that's an hour long, that's automating the date, that's automating some information and training, that is automating, that, that's an event that you're using, so you're, and you could leverage not just your relationship, especially when doing Bible work and, and, and laboring for souls, one of the things that you want to do is you want to connect your contact with other people other Bible workers, other gospel soldiers, other church members, people who could be a nourishment to them. Because here's the thing, the more people that that a new contact has, the, north, the more friends they have in, um, in the community, whether that community is a church, whether that community is a ministry, or the community is like the army of youth or your whatever community you have, the more people that they know within that community, the more they're gonna feel a part of that community and identify with the community. And they will they will stay in that in involvement. They will want to contribute to that community. So I, like, I can't stress this enough. All of us need to be types of people that are connect, building bridges between people. We need to be built bridge builders and, and developing mutual relationships with each other. 
Why are you smiling? What came to your mind? No, I just thought of, um, never mind, it's just, uh, I can share later. Okay, alright. So, um, yeah, this is something that, like, we're, we're talking about, um, a system for being consistent. So that would be under, like, that could be under delegate, because there's some skills that I don't have that some of you may just excel more at. And by connecting someone that I care about, someone that I'm seeking to serve, with someone else who has other skills, new talents, new abilities, then we're able to um, we're able to share the load together. And that's a system for developing relationships. But if it's all upon us and our shoulders, it becomes a very heavy load to bear. Does that make sense? So the drip system is automate. Yeah, the drip system is, is under automate. That's how you automate relationships. And when you're publishing on your story, that's a form of a drip system. That's right. And the stories are incredible because they're like 15 seconds and it's just 15 seconds of your time and you're sharing an update of just wherever you are and the very nature of stories people want behind the scenes. It's not polished, it's not like super edited, it's not like it, it's not like high post production value. It is just raw what's going on in your life. Tell a short story, a testimony, testify of God's love and you're able to just share where you're going, what you're doing, what you're working on, who you're with. People love the stories. They're, they're captivated by it. So this is something that I would highly recommend. There's not anyone in here that couldn't benefit by posting regularly on your stories, whether that's Instagram stories, Messenger stories, uh, uh, WhatsApp statuses, Snapchat stories. Uh, there's, there's different stories that we can choose from, and I guess YouTube has some stories now too, but um, wherever people are, are shared. Now when I post on my Facebook, I get like 120 different uh, people who see my stories. And when you think about that, it's like, imagine a conversation with 120 different people. Every day. Every day, just with 15 seconds. Yes. It's like, I don't, like, I don't necessarily realize all the people who look at that, but I try to like see who they are and I'm paying attention to who are the people that are, um, like, when you post, something you may not know is when you post your stories, they tell you who watches it. It's important to read and listen who's watching because I start to notice patterns. Because as leaders, leaders look for patterns and they use patterns and they leverage patterns. And I realize the same people are watching the same things consistently. I realize that some of these people I haven't talked to for years since high school. And I'm going through and I'm like, oh, the people that are watching the most consistency, and we, we, we spoke about this, uh, we spoke about this, this chart, right? You have on the left side, you have a cold contact and then you have uh, hot contact towards the end and you have warm in the middle. And uh, cold contacts are the strangers, hot contacts are people who know, like, and trust you. They're very close, very close friends. Warm is like people that are, you know, that they're, they're acquainted with you. This is kind of like a trust level. And the people that spend the most time with you, they're starting to like you more and more. So you're actually taking an audience from cold to warm and hot where you're developing more influence with them um, without necessarily knowing it. But I encourage you as much as possible, know who is watching or paying attention or liking your post because you're, you're able to see if, if the same person has been watching your messages 
for like two weeks, then is that person cold or is that person warmer? They're warmer. They're warmer. Like, like let that settle in. You're actually warming up your relationships without you, like, I mean, just with 15 seconds at a time. It's incredible to think about. So when you start messaging them or striking up conversations, it's going to be so much easier to talk with them because they're more warm to you as, as a friend, as someone who's actually provided real value to their life, who's made a positive influence in them. Mom, you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say, and, and um, the warmer your contact is, you can introduce people, and they'll trust them because um, because you already trust them. Yes. There's something called the DMO. Do we have a different marker here? One of the, the bigger ones? No, those are. Um, we have them. Okay, I guess it's the other ones upstairs. So this DMO, thank you. This DMO stands for Daily Method of Operations, and um, so you want. Don't worry, Kathy. She'll get it. She has it. Um, I appreciate looking though. The um, we want to be consistent. We want to be able to, to uh, keep, in, keep up with people without feeling overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. The way that we can do that, thank you, I appreciate that, um, is by having a daily method of operation. If we want to consistently develop leaders, develop influence, help lead others to Jesus, we have to be very consistent of how we're developing relationships. Um, and we can't just be spasmodic or sporadic or haphazard, we have to be very systematic. We have to be very um, consistent and intentional. So this is a, a daily method of operation that I've developed in like, uh, in, in California in 2017. is when I first learned this and it has served me very well um, since learning about this and it's been a, a tremendous blessing. It's a three by three by three method. And this is something to do every day. And in doing this, um, it's cultivated new skills, challenged me to new heights. And at first it was, it was more difficult. It's nice to know that we're not doing it alone. But then um, eventually it actually became just a part of who I am and my habits and how it works. Yes. yes. Sure. Three new people a day. Three? New people, so but you you've heard me say this often. Okay, so talk, th three new people. Talk to three people you already know. So follow up uh -huh. with, with three people. Is that three times a day? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what the other three is. <laughs> um, new people follow up. We'll yeah. we'll just call this words of affirmation. Encourage? Yes, I encourage. Like I like I like encourage. Um well I just say encouragement. Words of encouragement. Yes. So uh, with this is is really powerful because um, the goal 
And and you don't have to do three. You can do five a day. Uh, five new people, five follow-up, five words of encouragement. Um, this is only if, if you wanted to go slow and if you wanted to, like, just if the idea of it kind of is really radically new to you, you could, you could only do three. That's fine. But, I mean, it, it's flexible. So... Um, what I did is, is uh, I developed, I saw this challenge, I realized that there's actually quite a handful of people doing this and it was working really well. They were very good at developing relationships, connecting with people. So three new people a day. Um, how many people felt like, like maybe five months ago you were not very good at talking to new people or it was kind of difficult to develop a new conversation. Okay, cool. Staying up with them is my problem. Yeah, staying up. So yours is the follow-up because you don't have a daily method of operation for follow-up, consistently maintaining those relationships. Um, So what's really nice about this is it is um, when you do something consistent, when you meet new people, by doing the skill, you're going to learn. You're going to learn how to develop relationships with them. You're going to learn how to strike up a conversation with a stranger. You're going to find how to find common ground within seconds. The more that you do it, the more practice you have. If you're not good at something, does that mean that you shouldn't do it or that it's not meant for you? It means you need practice. Yes, it means do it a hundred times. And after a hundred times of meeting new people, you will learn. But what happens if you only meet one new person every month? Uh, if you take don't a, be slow going. Yeah, if you take a new skill and you only do that skill once a month a hundred times, it's not the same as if you do it a hundred times within a week. If you blitz the new skills, you will get much better, much faster. If you choose a short portion where you're really like meeting more people and then you start to uh, focus on consistency, it'll be a lot easier because you've already done so much of it in a short period of time and you've applied, you've failed, you've evaluated, you've adjusted, and then you do it again. You apply, you fail, evaluate, adjust, do it again. And you just repeat that cycle of that feedback loop and you get better and better. That's how skills are developed. Uh, so in meeting these new people, that that's like, I mean, um, I'll be honest with you, if you're, if you're posting content that's a blessing to people, you'll get friend requests from more than three new people a day. Yeah, I know. I mean, I get friend requests from people all over, and it's not every day that I'm able to accept all these people. But um, the, but it wasn't always like that. At first, I had to like seek them out and search and see who can I be a blessing to. Who do I think would be, who who do I want to serve? We have to be clear on who do we want to be a blessing to. Who are we here to help? And um, and for me, Facebook, social media. Uh, like Instagram, this isn't really for keeping up with friends and family. This is for evangelism. This is for ministry. This is for service. These these networks, these contacts that we reach out to, it's not so we can keep up with our grandma or our grandchildren. It's so that we can be a tremendous blessing and be intentional with our relationships and leading people to Jesus. And we have, like, I believe we should have a purpose for being on social media. Not just to post pictures of ourselves and our and our dogs, but to actually be be sharing the story of the cross of Christ and salvation. That people can that when they see you on social media, they don't see you; they see Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. And it's the desire of all nations that people are attracted to Christ because they saw your profile. 
that is the purpose of That's publishing. That's powerful too, if you think about it. Yeah. What a power that is. And and when you when you think of it that way, a social media is for the purpose of publishing the word of God, then let me ask you a question. How many people do you want to see or hear the word of God? Everybody. So then how should our social media be? Public or private? Public. Do you want to keep the word of God in secret? Or do you want to publish publicly what great things God has done for you? Amen. So when you change your mind, your mindset on social media from this is my personal page about me, and you switch to this is a service opportunity for publishing God's word about Christ, then there's no limit to who you want to participate and hear the words of God that you're posting on your feed. It's intentional. When that is your intent for social media, I believe it can be a tool for great things. But if it's not, then then I I recommend getting off of social media because it's not going to help you or the world, and it's better for you not to use this. We, we want to be creators, producers, not consumers of social media. Yeah. And um, when you do that, then you realize that the way that all social media works is it's based on your friends list. Who, who follows you and who you follow, it's the people... Uh, and you know what's really powerful? The two greatest, the, the two most powerful words that any leader can say is what? Follow me. Follow me. Jesus said to all his disciples, come, follow me. And what is that, what is that, the, the word, that button that you do on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook? Post. It's follow me. Oh. It's a follow button. So all these friends lists, the friends right. that you're getting on uh, social media, they are followers, which is... Uh, like Paul said uh, that he said follow me as I follow Christ so we don't want people to follow us just for the sake of following me but it is follow me as I follow Christ they're following my example in my relationship with Christ as as I am in harmony with God's word abiding in Christ that's how we overcome sin by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimonies Revelation 12 11 so our testimonies is what people follow to Christ. So it's really powerful when you consider that. And that means that what you post, if you post and you're like, only five people see it or only 10 people see it, then what is the solution? Post more? Get more people on your, your friends list. Yeah. yeah. Add three new people a day. Yeah. Add, add new people and speak to others and show up in their life and, and continue to be consistent and add uh, more people. If you're if you post a video and only a hundred people s- watch, I think about that. Only a hundred people. How many people do we have in this room and on Discord combined? That's not a hundred people. But this video is going to be watched by more than a hundred. The podcast will be downloaded by more than a hundred. This is like we have to recognize that whether it's a hundred or two hundred or fifty people, those are fifty souls, precious individuals who Christ died for. These are actual people spending their actual time watching and reading or listening to what you are testifying of how Christ has worked in your life. That is a very precious and sacred trust. You have their attention and you want to lead, bring their attention to behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And so never should we be like, yeah, I posted and only 10 people saw it or only 300 people. It's like we should be extremely grateful because everybody starts with one. Everybody has. Uh, 
Small things. Yeah, despise not the day small things, as Zachariah says. So, uh, three new people a day. And as you commit to that, you're developing those relationships, but then it gets kind of overwhelming because then you start feeling like, oh no, if I add someone new, um, then I'm going to have to talk to them, then I'm going to have to follow up with them, then I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah. keep that conversation going. Yep. It's like, uh-oh, that makes you not want to add more people. So yep. let's add this to your daily method of operation. Follow up. Follow up with three people. Um, but like, the, the three new people, adding three new people, it doesn't mean you have to have like this long conversation all day long. No, no it doesn't. No, exactly. We don't. We don't have to have a long conversation. Yeah, you don't have to have a long conversation all day long. I mean, just a few things. When you're when you're meeting someone new, what are you focusing on? Common ground. Common. Common ground. Yes. That's why I talk to him all day. (laughs) So these are some questions that I like to ask: Is what do I have in common? Uh, I, I like to ask when I'm talking to someone new. How can I relate? I ask, what do I have to offer? What is, maybe there is a small group, maybe there's a leadership table, what are they interested in? How can I help, what can I offer that could help them? Maybe it's a link to a funnel or a website that would would help them. I ask them, I ask myself, how can I help this individual? What do they need help with? Because leaders are servants. Jesus said, if you want to, whoever wants to uh, be great in the kingdom of God, let him become the minister. And I'm looking for um, problems. I'm asking, what problems can I help solve? What solutions can I provide them to alleviate their pain and their suffering? I'm looking, I'm looking for opportunities of service. I'm asking, how can I serve this individual and remember I I love this definition of evangelism is think of evangelism as a scale from 1 to 10 where uh, 1 would be like opposed or against God and 10 would be just on fire totally sold out committed evangelist they want to share with others Christ in every way possible and your goal is it like just because you're not getting some if if like you're not involved in someone turning from a 1 to a 10 like overnight, it doesn't mean you're not doing evangelism. Just because they didn't go from like drinking and smoking and partying and atheist to just complete on fire, sold out for Christ, evangelist traveling the world through your instrumentalities, doesn't mean you're not doing evangelism. We have to recognize that evangelism is progress. Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just is as a shining light that shines, how? More and more. More and more to the perfect day. So. You're, when you're when I'm talking to someone, I'm asking, how can I help this individual make progress? Maybe it is progressing a personal goal. Maybe it's progressing in their walk with Christ. Maybe it's progressing in their understanding of Christ. Maybe it's progressing in their relationships with others. If you go back to some of our previous uh, replays of the leadership tables here, uh, we did one that was all on the six basic human needs. As leaders, like really study those basic human needs, get to know, be familiar with them greatly. If you recognize that these are six needs that every single person has, then you can look at a new person. You're saying, which of these needs do they want? How can I give them this need? Um, 
And so just go back to uh, that, that training that we did. Uh, but th those are the things that I'm looking for when I'm first, when I'm first meeting them. And um, like it, it might be like, like I did a post recently, and you might want to do this. This was actually very engaging. Um, I did a post that was asking, was asking the question like, what was the biggest thing that you have missed about attending church since COVID-19? It was something like that. And I posted that and a whole bunch of people responded. And you know what like by far was the number one biggest thing that people said their, their most challenging issue was? Fellowship. Fellowship. Wait a second. Hey, don't, don't we have a solution to offer about fellowship? Isn't there something that we do about <laughs> fellowship in COVID-19 that, that, that might really, really transform people's lives? Small groups. Yeah, we got these small groups. So that is a huge opportunity for inviting people to attend small groups from anywhere around the world. It's just offering them. And so we can send them a link to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. And then they have that video that's casting the vision shortly about small groups and telling them where to sign up, what are the dates that they can attend. And it's giving them all the information that they need to be a part of fellowship that people are craving. And that's one of the six basic human needs. So the reason why I suggest, if you're looking for things to post, you can repost some things, some questions I ask, but that's one question that I believe if each of you posted, you can find the people who have a, the, who are saying, I miss fellowship, and just send them a direct message, send them a private message and be like, hey, when you said that you were uh, missing fellowship, were you being serious or just kidding around? And they're like, no, I was being serious. I really want that. It's like, well, if I if if I could introduce you to some uh, some people that are fellowshipping and some of my friends, I'd love to you you'd, I'd love to meet introduce you to some of my friends. If I sent you a link, would you be interested in taking a look? I mean, most people would be like, yeah, I'd be down to take a look. You'd be amazed how many people would show up to your small group um, if you had a conversation like that. Um, and. Then, and then that, that could be the end of the conversation. Just be like, all right, when do you think that you'll be able to see that? Uh, and it'll tell you. And then Tuesday at 5 o'clock, you're like, all right, so then I'll follow up with you Tuesday at 5. Write it down. Put it in your account book. And uh, you'll be able to follow up with people. And that's that's something that that is helpful. Um, what else have you guys found that, that's helpful for following up with individuals? So I mentioned the account book. Here we have, uh, at the Army of Youth, we have this prototype that we're working on. This is an account book that uh, we're counseled that in message young people is really powerful. Oh, how much better it is at the condition of, of those who act their part in God's service, which is everybody here, looking to Jesus for his approval, writing daily in their account book their mistakes, their errors, their sorrows, the victories they have gained over temptation, their joy and peace in Christ, such youth will not have to meet their life record with shame and dismay. So in this account book, we have a whole page, this daily page, that says people that I need to reach out to today. So that's like a follow-up? This is a follow-up. I put this on follow-up. And, and then there's a section that says people I'm waiting on today. 
There are people who say that they're going to watch something. I write them down here. There's people who say they're going to do something, like they're going to attend or they're, they're going to um, do a certain, a simple assignment. Like it might be like, hey, you're, you're talking to your small group and you're, you're looking for corporals. You're seeing those with leadership potential. You're like, hey, who do you know that would be interested in this and, and attending a small group? And they're like, oh, I think my, my sister, my best friend, and a church member. Um, they're like, okay, so uh, I, will you be able to, to invite them? They're like, yeah. So you write them down. That uh, you write down and you say, like, Tina is going to invite three people, and that's someone you're waiting on. So then tomorrow, or whenever they say that they're going to do that, you look at who you were waiting on yesterday, and then you see, have they done it? Have they gotten back to you? Have they responded? If not, you have, these are people that you need to reach out to. They become the people to follow up with, so they don't fall through the cracks. And then um, you're able to have those relationships. And you, if you're wondering... Yeah, be intentional with those relationships. If you're wondering how you can get access to this account book, this is a prototype. In the future, we're going to sell these planners, uh, these account books, um, through like a book funnel. Uh, but this is a prototype, and there's only like a small group of uh, pioneers that are 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 seeing how to uh, using it in our daily lives and improving there. But um, everybody who is a part of the Direction from God program that we do with the Army of Youth. If you log into there, there is a section called Live Your Calling Daily Account Book, and you can access and download the the uh, page for that. And you can also have that daily page, and there's some training on how to use that um, if you're a part of the Direction God program, which many of you here are. Uh, so uh, soon we're going to print and publish and make it available for others. But that's a way that I've used since I was 18 to not not forget people. A lot of times you go to an event, you go to a camp meeting, and you hear it, they're going to like, yeah, send me your music, or send me a link to what you do, or you were talking to them about something you really liked, and they're like, oh yeah, I want that information from this person. So every time that I make a promise, or they make a promise, I write it down. And I write it down, and, and people I'm waiting on are people I need to reach out to. And if, if you're waiting on someone, and they haven't reached out to you yet, Whose responsibility is it to reach out to them? Yeah, it's ours. That's our responsibility to follow up. Even if they said they were going to do something and didn't, we just have to send them a friendly reminder. People get busy. So we have to take ownership of that. Um, and, and having a system for follow-up is really powerful. There's some simple questions we can ask, such as... Um, is we, we could just ask people... Um, when we're talking to them, we'll just reach out uh, and just say, like, hey, what have you been studying in your devotions lately? And people are people love to talk about what they've been studying. You're giving them an opportunity. And the law of imparting, a lot of times people will ask you, what have you been studying? And you're like, oh, boy, I got an opportunity to share, share what I've been studying. I've been waiting for this, right? And um, so uh, I love asking that question. Another thing I like to ask is, do you have any prayer requests I could petition the Father on your behalf? Asking for prayer requests. What we would do in doing Bible work, going door to door, many times when we're laboring in a new field, we'll knock on the doors of the different people. We're saying, hey, we're with this church down the street, and we are taking up prayer requests for the community. We're just wondering if there's anything that you would like prayer for, and we, we would like to support this community in prayer. 
give her like, wow. So you care about me to pray? You're just here to pray? Like no agenda, no, like nothing else? So like, no, we're, we're just here for, for prayer. We have nothing to sell. We have nothing to, uh, we're, we're just wanting to know what we could do for prayer. And that's a first conversation. And that builds a trust and rapport. It takes them from cold to warm. And they're like, wow, I really like you guys. I like your church already. And like, yeah, pray for this. Pray for my family. Pray for my neighbor. Pray for whatever. And you just take that principle and you apply it in a digital space where instead of calling on the doors, you're calling on the phone or calling on messages. And you're just taking, hey, how can I pray for you? And when they send you a prayer request, you can literally record a one-minute audio message of your prayer to them. It's very simple. When people... If you've ever gotten an audio message or a prayer, it like melts your heart. It really helps you to be like, whoa, this person cares. Not only do I know that they're praying for me, but I realize I, I'm actually hearing what they're praying for me. It, that is just, That's sweet. it is so precious to hear that and, let people, and to know that someone cares about you enough to ask and to follow through. So um, that that's a really powerful question. Ask them what... Uh, Yes. I like to also ask them to let me know when God answers that oh, prayer. Oh, that's cool. And so that, and then I follow up if they don't let me know. But a yeah. lot of times they do because that's I so ask. Cool. They go, praise God, He Thank did you. answer. Amen. And if not, then within a day or two, I go, still praying for you. How's yeah. it going? How's awesome. And I've gotten lots of positive responses that way. That's really powerful. And that takes the follow-up and that like delegates it. That like gives them the opportunity to reach out to you uh, for a space where you're like, hey, let me know when God answers the prayers. So it gives them a reason to reach out to you again. That, that's beautiful. Uh, that's, that's really encouraging. I, I, I like to ask a question too about like, um, what, what big projects are you working on lately? And by understanding what, what big projects they're working on, that reveals their goals, their aspirations, their, uh, the things that, that really matter to them. And uh, you can understand, how can I assist? You're, again, going through the question, what do I have to offer? What can I help? How, what problems are they facing that I can solve? Like, what, what can I contribute? Maybe it's prayers, or maybe it's uh, a relationship or a connection. Maybe I can introduce them to someone or something or a tool or something that I could do. Um, and just seeing what their goals are. And um, that's, that's really helpful. is words of encouragement, words of affirmation, appreciation. This is this is so powerful when you incorporate this. We really don't do this enough. Like I, I used to be very uh, encouraging words was not something that really came naturally to me. That wasn't something that like I, I wasn't the best at showing my appreciation no matter how much I appreciated what people were doing. And it was causing me different problems um, in the home. And so what I I started doing this and it felt really odd and awkward like I, w I wasn't used to expressing kind things uh, in fact I cultivated a lot of years before I was a Christian saying very mean things uh, but I guess I never really overcame evil with good I just stopped saying mean things and it, uh, but this was life-changing for me and those around me um, and through prayer and just thinking asking questions that it's like who am I thankful for today 
Like, ask yourself, do you, do you ask yourself, who am I thankful for today? Um, in the account book, we have a system for making sure that you do that. At the bottom of this daily page, it says, what I'm grateful to God for. Uh, and this is every day you're able to identify and ask the question, what am I grateful to God for? And you're seeing, like, how many times do we wait till those we love go to the grave, and then at their funeral is when we bring the flowers and we yeah. we say all these kind speeches and, and nice things to them. They never hear it. They don't, don't hear them. It doesn't benefit them at all. It's like I refuse to wait till the funeral to say the kind things to individuals who I care about. Yeah. I'm gonna let them know today that I love them and I appreciate them, and I'm gonna let them know that I care for their their soul and that I am genuinely interested in the things that they're doing because this is um, this is the time. On um, this side of the grave is where we should really be speaking with people. Amen. So that's like, it could be out of the blue, a message of saying, hey, just, let, just want to let you know, I'm thinking of you. That makes a difference. Three people a day, just a daily method of operation. You don't have to stop with three, but if you just do three at least, It'll make a huge difference. That's a form of follow-up where you're still being frequent in people's lives. Even sending them a photo or something of what, like, what you've done. Yeah. Um, a Bible verse that like, hey, I read this in my devotions and I was thinking about you. Yes, that's so true. Like, like the time that I had a, um, there was a bag of oranges on the table and it was like <laughs> grown in Texas or something. I took a picture of that photo uh, and I like circled the Texas and I like added the text to the photo. I was like, hey, just wanna let you know I'm thinking of you. And I sent that to every, and I thought like, who do I know that lives in Texas? Who do I know that was born in Texas? Who do I know that had like grew that up in Texas? It, yeah. And Or yes, who likes it. So then I sent it out to, to like five people or something. And I just wanted to let them know I'm thinking of you and probably that's put a good. smile on their face. Cause that's also um, like batching it. Yeah, you can batch it. And, it, and it's still very personal. It's very uh, very thoughtful. People like that. So, And they say a picture's worth a thousand words, right? Amen. So it, it, sometimes it's as perfect. Like, I know that there are some people who like succulents. Um, and so when I see a succulent, and there's often times where I'm going on a walk, I'll take a picture of a succulent, and I'll just send it out to all my friends who like succulents. I'm like, hey, just let you know, I'm thinking about you. And I mean so much. it does mean a lot. So that's just, you do that with three new people. and. When you start with three, really this is a very low number. Um, and it doesn't take a lot of time to say, I'm thinking of you and take a picture. But by doing this low of a number, then it helps you to build the habit. It helps you to develop and form that part of your character where you're giving and imparting those words of encouragement. People are literally dying for a lack of appreciation. They're craving this, um, this care, this love. And uh, so that's, Anyone who's doing a good job, uh, and anyone who has been a blessing in your life, it is a good practice to, just like we enter into God's gates with thanksgiving, as we're thankful to God, think like, who has God blessed me through? And let's go let them know that they've been a blessing in my life. I'm thankful to work with you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're using your talents for Christ. It's like, I know you're going through a hard time, which is why I'm praying for you. And you just send that to three new people. I mean, not three new people, but you send, you follow up. That's you're you're uh, sending that to three other people. 
and it makes a huge difference. Really, really, really big difference. Um, so in short, just in summary, uh, the big things that I, I want us to see is um, in developing relationships, we're struggling to be consistent. One of the things that will help us to be consistent is choose, prioritize who you're going to be consistent with. And that would involve eliminating and auditing some of our friends, automating some of the people who we spend the most time with. Sometimes it's not the best to send, spend with them. And then automating. We talked a lot about automations, which is basically systems. Being, if, if you get this, systems allow you to operate at a very high level. You're able to function and get a lot of things done when you automate every decision every interaction, everything in your life, regularity, routine, systems, our whole body has a circadian rhythm. When you get rhythmic with your efforts and it's not spasmodic in little spurts and fits in, in what you're trying to accomplish, systems allow you to make a, a huge impact in this world for Christ. But be systematic with your relationships, with your conversations. And one way you could do that is through publishing, uh, Posts, microblogs, uh, stories. One way to do that is connect people with drip systems, whether that's your drip system or a drip system of those who you're connected with, and they'll remember you for that. Um, and then um, these are some of the drip systems we got. Small groups, leadership table, YouTube channels. Um, and then one of the biggest things that, that I can leave you with is to have a daily method of operation. Choose you this day how many people you want to serve a day. Don't let it be spasmodic. Don't let it be occasional. Let it be consistent. Commit to developing this relationship with the people who matter most in your life. And decide, is it going to be three? Is it going to be five? And and uh, is it going to be ten? Then you will, um, but I recommend just choosing something and then, and, and, uh, and, and you can modify, but it's just like, it could be two new people a day, two people to follow up with, two words of encouragement. And and once you have that kind of like checklist, then it's not that overwhelming. You can do more, you, but don't do less. But um, mm-hmm. when you do that, it will uh, it'll make a really profound impact in people's lives. Um, and I really encourage you, if you're developing leaders and you, there's other people you're working with that you want to cultivate their talents, invite them to this leadership table. And I would love to hear from you guys, uh, what is the number one biggest challenge that you're facing in your leadership development, in your growth? What are you struggling with right now? Uh, leave it in the comments below if you're watching live. Uh, you're welcome to, to send me a message uh, because I want to make sure that these are relevant to what you're experiencing and what you're going through. The people who, who communicate are the people who are going to find the answers. I had a totally different plan um, 15 minutes before this started, but I began to realize that what I was planning to talk about is not really what people were struggling with. So hopefully this helps um, to have some systems to be more consistent. But um, how about we close here with the word of prayer? Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for the privilege we have to be able to come together and um, encourage one another and share some things that have been helpful in our lives. 
we realize that there are there are many new skills to learn there are many new things to be aware of but uh, uh, help us dear lord not to be overwhelmed but to be systematic help us to take one thing at a time to gain these habits gain these skills and be committed to the journey the process uh, help our minds not just be on the end goal and the end result, the outcomes that we see that we want, but help us to enjoy the process along the way that we can be on the path of the just that shines more and more to the perfect day. We thank you, Father, for your love and the privilege that we have to take up our cross and follow you. Help us, dear Lord, for the sacrifices um, of stepping out of our comfort zone and doing things that we've never done before. We pray for your grace that is sufficient for us and your strength that is made perfect in our weakness. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And I want to say for those watching, thank you so much for watching uh, every week that we do this leadership table. You're welcome to join us. Um, and uh, we, if you like this video, hit like and share this with other people because they'll want to come too. And uh, feel free to leave any questions in the comments below. Love to hear from you. Uh, thank you again for spending your time with us. And remember, God doesn't call a qualified, He qualifies a called.